That's right, friends. Here we are. Episode two, I think, I hope, of this Com 101 podcast. Welcome back. I hope you're all doing well, uh, taking care of yourselves. I hope this first week back wasn't too overwhelming for everybody. Um, and I hope you're just taking care of yourselves and remembering to breathe. <laughs> I have to remind myself of that, too. You did get Monday off. I hope you took advantage of it, got outside a little bit and just enjoyed life. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited. So today we are truly podcasting. I'm here in my office and I have Dr. Melanie Green coming on in a few minutes to discuss some of her work and most importantly, discuss things about the comm major. She is our newly appointed chair. Yay. And really just a wonderful, wonderful person. So, uh, thank you all so much for listening and without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Melanie Green. All right, friends. So today I have the great and powerful Dr. Melanie Green, newly appointed chair of our department, and she is here to share with us just some tips and tricks for all of the undergrads out there and talk a little bit about her research. So Melanie, welcome. Well, thank you so much. It is wonderful to be talking to you all. I'll just imagine that we're in a classroom right? and I'm seeing everyone's smiling faces. So, right? I yes, know. Um, this is a, a new thing that we're trying out here in the department. And Melanie's my first guest of this Com 101 podcast. So we're so excited to have you, Melanie. Excellent. It's wonderful to be here. Yay, we're doing it. I got Darth Vader here presiding over oh, this interview well, I, I know what could be better all my nerdiness on display so everybody we wanted to do these series of of discussions just to help kind of get you familiar with the faculty in the department and get a, a an answer to some of your questions that you might have about common one the major in general and now as melanie as newly appointed chair i thought this was perfect to start off this a season of interviews. So Melanie, as chair, what would you say is are some good pieces of advice for incoming freshmen? Um, first, we'll start there. Some good pieces of advice for incoming freshmen and those who might be interested in the communication major. Yeah, excellent. Well, um, first of all, for the freshmen this year, I would say welcome and congratulations mm. on your resilience during this yes. time when we've all had so to deal true. with so many changes. So true. I couldn't um, do it. I, I could not have done what they are doing. It I, is a, it's a tricky time, but I hope, you know, one of the pieces of advice that I would have is that college presents you with such amazing mm. opportunities. And so even though we're in strange times, like don't be shy about mm. taking advantage of all True. that UB has to offer and all the communication major has to offer because mm. um, it can just provide you with such fantastic skills, such mm. fantastic knowledge that is going to serve you well as you go into a variety of careers. Amen to that. And uh, Melanie, beforehand, we were talking about how I had a couple students just informally mentioned to me how comm is sometimes considered the quote unquote cop out major. You know, oh, I know, yeah. my God, yeah, right? I know. And so I, and when I heard that, you know, I've we talked, we talked before. I, I thought that saddens me. 
you know, I, I can kind of get, get where that's coming from. But I think that that reputation, especially here in this department and what we do here at UB and school similar, just doesn't hold up. No, and, absolutely. And it's incredibly rigorous. So I was wondering if you could speak a little bit on just the, the rigor of COM 101 and what we do here, this faculty, and how wonderful they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it is because communication is a field that covers such mm, a wide range mm, of things true. that oftentimes like before people come to college, right? Okay, we know what biology is. We know what, you know, engineering is, that kind of thing. But, you know, you, people don't necessarily have a sense of it. So it mm, takes a little time true. to get to know what this field is all about. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I think is really um, useful to keep in mind as students go through college is you're not just here to get a degree. You're here to gain skills and you're here mm. to gain knowledge. And that's yes. what's going to transfer and serve you as you continue on in Absolutely. your life. And so I think the two big categories of things that the communication major gives you is number one, it gives you an insight into the theories and processes mm. of, of how people communicate. How and the why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's something that whatever you're doing, you're going to use. You're going to have to understand people's nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be able to convey your ideas. You're going to have to understand how you present an idea so that it's going to be accepted by others. Right. And the way to do that, that's what you're going to learn mm -hmm. in your comm class. Oh, amen. I tell everybody, we are the how and the why department, you know, exactly. and, and it's, exactly. and I, and I always say too, I love that because I always tell everybody, I don't, I don't care what organization you're in. I, I don't, what, no matter what field you still need people who can communicate ideas effectively, concisely. You know, we talk about this all the time in academics, you know, you may have the best ideas, but if you can't communicate those ideas, that can be an issue. You know, the, the exactly. elevator pitch, if you will, you know, that, that three minute spiel that you can give, you know, what's your research interests and can you communicate those things effectively? And I think I couldn't agree more what this department does and what we are about hones those skills. Absolutely. And then the other piece of it, and of course, you know, you know, this as a, a also a professor of research methods, sure. but it's not just, oh, okay, these are ideas that we pulled out of the air mm. of what people think. <laughs> yes. We right, right. also do and teach you how to rigorously test mm. those things. So Absolutely. how does this work? Why does this work? How do we know? Absolutely. And we know because we do those social science research to mm -hmm. test out these ideas mm -hmm. and understand it better. So Absolutely. you know what kind of messages are going to help people engage in healthier behaviors? What kind of messages are going to get people involved in a mm. cause that you want to support? Absolutely. Yeah, will teach you that. That's right. Yeah. I wrote a chapter in a book called Why Methods Matter for Research. And it was, that was like one of my opening paragraphs is like, this is, we need to rely on useful methodology that's valid, that's been tested through time. And I was talking about this in my COM 205 class, you know, just comparing in our, my own field of nonverbal communication, just the stark difference in how people approach study nonverbal communication and I was and I was walking them through and it's so important because then you arrive at drastically different conclusions if you don't know how they got there that's a problem you know you looking at that's very important so I love that and we love this department and if I'm not mistaken Melanie there is a comms big event right is that what's called that's right, right. Yeah, so I think exactly. we'll we'll do a little pitch for that I believe it got pushed back to the 17th that is that is correct my understanding, okay yeah. and it's taking place in Baldy 101 I believe, I believe that's right I'm too. blanking on the time oh this is terrible 
We'll, I'll send out an announcement. <laughs> I'll send out an announcement about <laughs> exactly. that. I'm blanking on time. But be on the lookout, everybody, because I, if I'm not mistaken, clubs, representatives, faculty, and students will yeah, be present at exactly. this. Exactly. I mean, I think we obviously couldn't do it last year because of COVID, but right, the year before, right, right. it was a super great event like tons of people there lots of interesting opportunities mm -hmm. so just especially for freshmen just to get in yes. and see what's out there get connected with people absolutely um, great way to do yeah. it great way to do it i tell everybody to get involved take a chance you know it's it's we're coming off of a very tough year a very trying time and i think anxiety levels are at an all-time high still mm -hmm. and and but like you said earlier i think taking a chance on anything trying something new talking to a professor getting involved is just the best way for you to fast track your your time here and enjoy your time here. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that reminds me. So um, I teach a class that's that's a lot of seniors and upperclassmen. Mm. And then I also teach um, a freshman, oh, you know, 199 course. Cool. And but so what I did was I had my upperclassmen give advice, like what would you want to ah, tell freshmen coming in and one of the big themes that came out of that really was get involved uh, so like yeah. don't be shy don't mm -hmm. worry you know mm -hmm. just give it a shot because you'll you'll find the stuff you enjoy you'll find your people you it might be something you didn't even expect before yep. but this is like such a great time and it there's is. so many opportunities here that mm -hmm. just you know so sometimes true. step out of your comfort so zone true. a little and it's hard seize those moments oh yeah <laughs> it's, absolutely. it's difficult you know and yeah i love that so much especially now i think we're just so eager to be back here and we're excited to be back here and to help our students and, and move them along so and that's actually one of the cool things about the the com big event too i think because um all of that stuff's in one place. Right. You know what I mean? One room. You don't have to like <laughs> seek it out and oh, what time is this group meeting or who do I have to contact right, about right. that? It is like all right there. Yep, yep. So like one-stop shopping, Absolutely. go for it. And I do know you can contact Dr. Lance Rintamaki, who is spearheading that um, if you have any questions. But Friday the 17th, just camp out all day, friends. That's my <laughs> advice. Just camp out all day. And then it'll be a, it'll be an even bigger event. Very cool. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just so important. I think what our department does is is fabulous. and the effort that we put into helping our students, it's unmatched. That's why I wanted to stay. <laughs> and I think it's just an amazing, amazing place to be. And comm is just so relevant to every field, no matter where you are. So yay. Thanks, yeah, Melanie. Appreciate absolutely. that. So and, you oh, know, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. You go ahead. I was just going to move on to the next topic. But if you have something else to say, please. Well, I was going to say one thing I think that students don't always know Ooh. or think about when they're Tell coming us. in is so, you know, you see your professor up in front of your classroom mm. or in your earphones, in your ear. I guess, <laughs> as you're walking to class. Right? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, our faculty are amazing, you know, wonderful, inspiring teachers. But they also have this other side where they mm. are doing that cutting edge research. True. And True. so we are so fortunate here that we have people here at UB <laughs> who are literally the experts Best. and the leaders in their field. Absolutely. So with nonverbal communication, with risk communication, mm. with entertainment education, I mm. mean, it is a phenomenal department. <laughs> and so, you know, you may not be thinking about this just starting out as a freshman, but maybe keep in the back of your mind for later. Like if you want to get involved yes. in that research, mm -hmm. faculty welcome that. Yes, so, they do. I mean, you have also an amazing opportunity here to be at the really the frontiers of knowledge. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for mentioning that. And if any of you listening out there are a little bit shy, please just reach out to me. Send me an email. You know how to contact me. I'd be more than happy to liaison with some of the faculty as well. But yeah, reach out. I did that as an undergrad. I worked for Dr. Mark Frank and 
never looked back. <laughs> it was the most, it was incredible just to be a part of that process. And it really sparked for me a whole different path than I never saw being taken. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, our faculty are just unmatched in what they do. So get involved, talk to people, enjoy yourselves. Any final thoughts on that particular topic, Melanie? Did nope, we cover just, it all? Yeah, I hope, <laughs> hope we'll get to you know, meet you all in other Right, absolutely. Um, and I'll make sure we, we provide uh, Dr. Green's uh, contact info and things like that after. So Melanie, let's talk a little bit about your own research. If you could tell everybody what it is that you are interested in, um, maybe how you got interested in it, and we can go from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of my main areas of research is really studying how stories or narratives mm. can persuade people. Mm. Um, so my background is actually in social psychology. Right. And if any of you are taking Psych 101 or whatever, um, there's a ton of fabulous research in social psych about persuasion. But mm. a lot of it was focused on stuff like advertisements or mm. editorials or things that you know, really are specifically designed yes. to persuade people. Mm. But if you think about how you learn about the world and how you change your mind, a lot of times it's True. not that way. It's through hearing a story that your roommate tells you right. or watching a show on TV, even if it's fiction. Mm -hmm. And so Very my true. work has been looking at how does that happen? So how and when are stories going to change our minds mm. about things out in the world. Very cool. Now, have you been interested in stories for a very long time? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even <laughs> as a kid, I was one of these, you know, always loved reading, yes. always loved like making up stories. So cool. it's just totally a continuation of, that. <laughs> yes, right. of just my whole life. I love this. Much. So all of Melanie is complete by doing this. This is great. <laughs> I love that. Very cool. So Melanie, does um, in your field, can you discuss a little bit about what are some of the, the kind of hot topics right now what's going on where do you see it going um, maybe a couple of your own really favorite studies that you've conducted if you don't mind yeah sure so um a lot of my, what my work has looked at is is really again kind of how does this happen mm, that you right. know okay you're you're reading a, a fiction story and then how does that translate to the real world right and so what we've focused on is what we call this process of being transported into mm. a narrative world i love that by the way it's uh, one of my favorite you. terms uh. <laughs> basically captures this idea that even though you might still be sitting in this room, if you're like watching that awesome movie or mm. reading this great book, like your mind, all of your thoughts are somewhere else. Mm. And so what happens is we're kind of simulating that world. We're having emotional responses right. to what the characters are going through. And so those thoughts and emotions that we have end up kind of getting integrated into the way we think more generally and ending up kind of having these carryover effects mm. on our real world beliefs. Uh. And Love I think, that. yeah, one of the cool things um, right now, and I guess has been a continuing concern too, is right, we're living in a time where things are really, mm. you know, polarized. People mm. are facing a lot of difficult issues. Yes. yes. And so a lot of times these straightforward approaches to persuasion, like you should do this because <sighs> XYZ, like just aren't working. Right. Right. Because right. no, because people don't like being told what to no, do, right? No. I don't like being told no. what to do. You guys probably don't like being told what to do. Mm -mm. It's just human nature. And in right. fact, it's called reactance is the, the name of that. Uh, you know, you try to, to tell me to do something. I'm like, no, you're not. Right. You I know, clamp down and charge me. Yes. Um, and so one cool thing about stories is that they can potentially kind of 
get around mm, some of that the resistance. barriers yeah. yeah exactly because if people don't feel like they're being just lectured at or whatever they might be kind of willing to listen mm. and empathize with other people wow does very it work 100 cool. percent of the time no <laughs> right. no persuasion works 100 right. percent of the time right. but it can be a useful tool for mm. those times very you know, cool especially when other ways might be less effective. Sure, sure. So in your in your research, have you focused, and I think the, the one-on-one students would be interested in this, have you been focused more on the content, let's say like the actual words of a story? Have you been focused on how that's conveyed? Can you elaborate a little bit on where you've drawn your attention to? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because one of the actually things that I find so fun about this research area is that there's so many different ways right, to right. look at it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so some of the things we've been looking at is kind of the content. And then recently we've been looking at like, okay, what type of emotions are evoked by the story? And all right, is it better to have, you know, the just negative emotions and kind of uh, really give people a sense of a problem? Or do you want to maybe give some negative emotions, but then have some hope at the mm, end so that mm. you kind of have this positive turn? So sort of what's uh, the what's the pattern? What's right. the emotional flow right. of the stories is ah, something that we've been very cool. At. Hold that thought. I just want to make sure we're still tracking. Yeah. All right. We are still good. A little pause there. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. I took one of your courses. I'm sure you remember because I, a, a while back, because I, I'm still interested <laughs> in this idea. Um, because I was fascinated by how, from like a TV film aspect, how the conveyance of emotion, you know, from the actors, the agents, um, it, it plays into this. You know, has anyone picked that up? Has anyone looked at that? That is a great question. You know, I think that study idea is still like <laughs> right. Your... Okay, so one <laughs> day, I, right? I guess okay. there definitely are people looking at theater and stuff like right, that. Right, right. I still haven't seen okay. one, uh, you know, on well, that question, the actor's emotional that portrayal gives and me hope. how that conveys to the audience and well, how it might be different in you know theater versus television right or... right and you know i also think of, there's so many variables there right because oh, i yeah. think of like the soap opera right the telenovelas mm -hmm. if you will you know and how the timing the synchronous nature of what you might expect expect from a genuine emotional portrayal is just off <laughs> it's asynchronous <laughs> right. right and so the the person watching you know it might have this adverse reaction to it but they're still wildly popular exactly you know which exactly. and i was thinking about that recently um and i was like that's interesting mm -hmm. you know so we don't care uh, or is it just based on the genre right, right right well i think that's one of the interesting things too this is a little bit of well a that's, tangent, hey, that's but, why we're here you know um humans are so adaptable and creative mm, right like right, there's right. all different genres with all different conventions but like once we're clued into what the rules of that <laughs> genre are Right, right, you know, right. like different kinds of comic books or this or yeah. that. Like, okay, we're we're gonna roll with it. It's like a suite of controls that we yeah, just snap into. You exactly. know, like now I'm watching Marvel, and all my students know I'm a huge Marvel fan. Or you know, now I'm watching <laughs> soap operas, or you know, I'm doing this or this. Yeah, Absolutely. that's interesting. Oh, that's what, yeah. We went through our uh, pandemic entertainment. We watched like the whole Marvel. Oh <laughs> yes. I have a twelve-year-old twins, oh, <laughs> so that was the yes. pandemic. All right, uh, so entertainment for us. All <laughs> of us out there, they all know that I'm into Marvel. So what do you think, Melanie? Are you a Marvel? Do we stand Marvel? Are we into it? Why, yes. Yeah, all right. Good. I love that. We, I'm, a, I'm obsessed. I'm a huge, huge Marvel fan. Excellent. And it's funny. I, I enjoy, what I enjoy most about Marvel is the, some of the, they're not 
perfect, but the continuity of some of their stories, you know, yeah. started from 10 years ago with the first Iron Man and how some of those themes tie back to even the latest release. Sort of that's amazing. It's really yeah. like to keep track of all of that. Right. I found to be something that's very enticing to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I really enjoy that. So cool. Very nice. So um, <laughs> we, we, we diverged into some fun <laughs> topics. I enjoy this. I do still want to do that one day, one day that that uh, acting study i'd really like to play with that a little bit right. <laughs> we'll sign it. it up right melanie <laughs> so can um if you don't mind reiterate again a couple what do you think would be some i know you mentioned you know transportation mm -hmm. um if you wouldn't mind kind of going back and just for anyone that might have missed it sure. what is transportation that yeah. process of it again that's true i think i probably didn't oh, really okay. define it either but so transportation is um, when people feel like they've stepped into the world mm. of the story. So basically it's being immersed. And so one of the cool things about it is that it brings in a lot of different mental systems. So mm. you're cognitively engaged, you're thinking about what that story is mm. saying, you have the emotional engagement, you care about what those characters are Full doing. Immersion. And then we started off this research really looking at, at written text that's since expanded to all kinds of different media. Mm. Mm. Uh, but so the mental imagery, right? You have this picture in your mind oh, of what's yes. going on in the story. And so all of those things huh. are part of being transported, like mm. being in this other world. That is interesting. And I going back to like books or, or written, um, how that's the right question to, to ask. But I'm curious as to because when I create that mental imagery from reading, I'm kind of driving the bus right. a little bit, uh -huh. you know, in, in, in that regard. And I, I don't even know if I have a question, more of a comment that I find that to be powerful. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, very powerful exactly. from a book standpoint or from a written text standpoint, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because um, early on in the study of virtual reality, right? Everyone's mm. like, oh, virtual reality is going to be so immersive. And it is, right? Sure. No argument right. there. Sure. But like, is it actually more immersive than a book that you're really mm. Where there's no limits? in and like creating yourself? <laughs> uh, Not necessarily. Not, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> let me, you know, to be more precise, it depends on what you're measuring. But, sure. Um, but yeah, it's they called it the book problem, actually, because <laughs> really? it's like, oh, we have this incredibly immersive media. But yet, you know, here's some words on a page and people can get just as immersed in that. Oh. Right? I mean, you think of all these fandoms. About, right. Um, well, it's, yeah. you, you, there is no, there's no bounds. There's no limits. There's the words. But then you yeah, create exactly. that, you know, and as opposed to... things from their own right. and you can meld it with that story. You're the architect. Yeah, you can put yourself in there. You can think about it. And yeah. in fact, actually, one of the... This isn't my work, but other related work in the field is really looking at... Um, they call it retrospective imaginative involvement, mm. which basically means like, okay, you finished the story, but you're still thinking back on it. Like, oh, what would this character do in this new situation? Or like, what if this character were sure. I don't know, my friend and we were doing this together? Like, sure. you're just recreating and reimagining that story. And cool. that's also a really powerful <laughs> That process. is. Yeah. Oh, I love this work. And I mentioned this in my first lecture. I, this is I'm a big fan of this area of research and I've just sil not silently, but I really just I'm, I love stories. And I think it's so fun that we have people like you out there pioneering this. It's and it's a, it's a really fun <laughs> area. I mean, just there's so many applications. Because it, cause you're right. It's not questions. just. And yeah, and there's not it's not just entertainment. There, you know, There's more yeah, to it exactly. than that. That might be maybe the, the first you know way around some barriers of reactants or things like that but there's the applications are are vast oh, yeah i mean there's a ton of work um on narratives in health communication mm, yes so right looking at right you know sometimes quite serious health topics right right so, absolutely yeah, heart absolutely. attack awareness was one of the mm. studies that we did mm, a few years wow. ago things like that wow 
Amazing. Friends, you're listening to one of the great scholars of our field and our time. Melanie, is there anything else you'd like to share about your field before we kind of sign off here? Um, well, I guess I'd just like to encourage, you know, students who are interested mm. in getting involved in this or, you know, there's tons of exciting research going on in the department. So, right. again, you know, coming in your first but time as a freshman may not you might yeah. not have time right now <laughs> right. but keep that in the back of your yeah. mind uh, to get involved later on i couldn't agree more I, it's always something i encourage everybody to, it'll, it'll also just enhance your college experience all Absolutely. the way through through because really it is you know it's all about it's not just like you know checking off courses to get your degree it's like what skills what knowledge do you have that's that you're going to take with you that's right. going to enrich your life that's going to allow you to to have an interesting cool job yep. like all kinds of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for being here today. You I am honored, welcome. just honored. If you don't mind, um, if you have any contact information that people could reach out to you that you're okay sharing, or if you have a graduate student that can be a contact for you, if anyone's interested in getting involved in your research, this would be a great time to share it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, students are welcome to contact me. Email is probably the best great, way. Yeah. Great, great. MC Green and then the number two okay. at buffalo.edu. Got it. Um, so, yeah. Cool. I hope everyone has a great rest of their semester. We're so delighted that you're here. Indeed. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye.